The AI Today podcast, produced by Cognolytica, cuts through the hype and noise to identify what is really happening now in the world of artificial intelligence. Learn about emerging AI trends, technologies, and use cases from Cognolytica analysts and guest experts. and welcome to the AI Today podcast. I'm your host, Ron Schmelzer. Kathleen Welch is out today, but as we are focusing and recording on the topics of trustworthy AI, we're in the trustworthy AI series here. We're going to focus on one of the layers of trustworthy AI, and that's governed AI. Now, for those of you who are new to the AI Today podcast, this is now our seventh season, which is crazy that we've been doing AI Today so long, since 2017, almost 400 episodes now. And the whole idea with the AI Today podcast is to truly focus on what's happening with AI today. Now, to do that, we've been on all these different series. You know, we've been interviewing some great thought leaders and people who are putting AI into practice, really a lot of project managers and folks who are actually trying to implement a lot of the ideas of AI. And that's in, and some of them are certified in the CPMAI, that's the Cognitive Project Management for AI Methodology, which is becoming a very well-established methodology and accepted methodology for running AI projects with a high degree of success. So I encourage you to check out what we are doing there. We are also been doing our glossary series now for quite some time, exploring a lot of the topics around AI, uh, the concepts, the words, the terms, which can be very confusing. Then we're reaching near the end of that series. It's been going on for quite some time, but you can go back to the very beginning and listen to the whole thing. It's almost like a little education in and of itself as we go through each topic. We've also been doing, as mentioned, our Trustworthy AI series, where we focus on all the various different levels and layers and components of what's needed to make AI systems trustworthy. And uh, we're going to be digging into that on today's episode as well. And we have a new generative AI series because generative AI is all over the place. People are realizing the power of having AI systems generate text and image and all sorts of additional stuff. I guess people re realized stuff that we've been talking about for years, but the power of that generation um, and so we're going and getting into not just what it is, of course, there's a million podcasts on that, but how do you actually make generative AI work for you? How do you avoid some of the problems? How do you use it to expedite, simplify things? How do you work out some of the nuances and get maybe become a little more of a power user? If you are not uh, subscribed, I encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so you can listen to us on all of those series. Now, on today's podcast, we're going to be focusing on trustworthy AI, in particular, the governed AI layer, where we're going to look at what sort of policies, procedures, things should we put into place to give us control over our AI systems and also control over the way we build and use and manage and iterate those AI systems and the data that comes with it. There's a lot of aspects of trustworthy AI that fall into the pile of governance around accountability, consent, uh, disclosure, all sorts of these aspects. So what you can listen to here is an excerpt from some of our CPMAI plus E, that's the ethical uh, add-on, the ethical enhancement to the CPMAI certification. Also something that we deliver during our trustworthy AI workshops. These are workshops where we actually help organizations put together an implementable trustworthy framework to help them manage and run their own processes. Every organization is different. Everybody has different sensitivities to the various different layers of trustworthy AI. So having some sort of uh, guidebook, some checklists, some actual steps and processes and procedures that you can take and put into place to handle all these different aspects of trustworthy AI is something we do in our workshop. But to give you all our podcast listeners, you guys have been so faithful to us, listening to us for so many years. We want to provide you some of the details in this podcast on the 
a governance layer to understand a little bit more about what's involved in governing our AI systems to make them more trustworthy. So this next level that we want to talk about is governed AI, because again, all of these are important to address and cover different things. We always want to be asking the question, you know, why are we doing this and what's important in this level? And so really, what is governance? Well, it's the system by which an organization is controlled and operates and the mechanisms by which it and its people are held to account. So when we think about governance, especially as it's applied to AI, this is going to be things around controls, processes, organizational structure that provide oversight, control, and visibility into different aspects of the AI system design, development, management, and usage. So specifically applied to this ethical and responsible, trustworthy AI, we want to think about all those different controls, processes, and organizational structures to ensure ethical, responsible, and transparent AI. How are we going to govern this, right? Because we can, what we, what can we put in place to ensure that our systems will be, will continue to operate within the bounds of ethical and responsible AI practices and operations? Yeah. So as we talk about those expectations as well for AI systems, what we expect, we can, again, look at these common elements, these main elements. One, which is system auditability. How can our AI systems provide ways to audit the various AI systems and gain some operation control and visibility over the operation and control of the system? And Contestability. Will we give people the right to say, I don't like what this AI system did? Can I have the ability? This is beyond just disclosure and consent. If I do consent and I am aware of the AI system, but I don't like what happened, do I have any way of dealing with that outcome or appeal the AI decision? Do we have an AI system where we're constantly managing our risk? and mitigating that risk, especially security issues and safety issues. Do I have the processes and controls in place to do that? System monitoring quality. Can I make sure that I'm constantly being aware of how my AI systems are operating so that I can gain visibility into if they're performing at the level of expected value? Maybe they're being abused or misused. If I don't know it, I can't do anything about it. So here we're going to put something into place in our AI governance to actually gain those controls and visibility and to see if it's operating within the acceptable performance and usage and other parameters. And then we also have this idea of knowledge. Knowledge is power and power is trust because if people get education, if they know what the AI systems are for, how they work, their limitations, they may not be so scared of the AGI. They may not be so scared of their job being replaced. They also may know how to use those AI systems properly and not abuse them and not fall into common traps, of especially generative AI, doing bad things with it. Well, if they didn't do like, well, I didn't know. Like, well, maybe the solution is maybe you should know. We tell people that, honestly, one of our most successful things we do at Cognolytica is our CPMAI training. That's our training and certification for how to run and manage AI and machine learning projects. We've been doing this now for over five years, going into our sixth year of doing this. And the thing that we learned is that it's not about developers. It's not about data scientists. As a matter of fact, the vast majority of people who are trained and certified are the people who manage and run projects or are operationally involved because they're the ones who have the control and they're the ones who can make the decisions. They could tell the data scientist to do that or not do that, which is interesting because the data scientist, even if they know it, they can't make those decisions on their own. So it turns out that CPMAI is incredibly powerful. And if you're listening to this, 
you haven't been CPMAI certified and you're involved in an AI project and you don't have some other certification or some other method for doing AI project management, you should. It's only, it's not a lot of money and it's a guaranteed certification that's honored and respected by a lot of people. So you should do that. And that's why training is such a core part of trustworthy AI. It's very hard to make AI systems trustworthy if you don't know what you're doing. I just want to point that out there. And second, finally, as part of AI governance, we have to deal with third-party regulation and and possibly certification of our systems. And how do we make sure to make, do that and keep our AI systems well-regulated, well-governed, so that they're not doing wrong things? So we'll dig into some of these topics in greater detail. Exactly. So, you know, depending on what, if you're, you know, in certain industries or have different regulations, you may need to create an AI audit trail. And this is making sure that you keep track of who, what, when, where, and why decisions are made and the data used to support AI decisions. Because again, we have to think about why we're doing this and we want to make sure that we are being transparent and that we are, we, you know, are keeping trust and have trustworthy AI systems in place. So one area that we want to talk about is auditability. And this is AI systems should keep a comprehensive record of data provenance, procurement, pre-processing, lineage, storage, and security. So that way, in case anybody wants to go back, you have this audit trail and you can, you're able, you know, to have this comprehensive record. And related to that is this idea of traceability. So AI systems should implement an audit trail to document the full process from data collection and model training to AI augmented decisions, as well as mechanisms to capture input data streams. And data relevant to traceability should be stored appropriately to avoid degradation or alteration and retrained for durations relevant to the industry. So again, some industries may be a little bit more strict about this than others, but in general, we want to make sure that we're auditing and have traceability for our AI systems so that in case anybody comes back and questions how something was done, you're able to provide all of this. Putting in automated systems to lessen the burden on documentation. This also is incredibly important because we understand, you know, there can be a lot of documentation that uh, is required or will come out of doing all of this. So go ahead and put automated systems in place so that you can actually keep up with the volume of documentation that's needed. We're saying, you know, doing for AI what we've done for DevOps and cybersecurity. So while we're thinking about this, there's considerations that need to be addressed and questions that you need to answer. You need to say what requirements and processes will be put in place to record and document decisions and data used for AI systems so that if people want to come back and question the the decisions and the data, you're able to provide that record of what was used, especially to the level that you can, and maybe for certain people, but just make sure that you have it there. You know, we talk about that security, data security, maybe everybody doesn't get access to it, but the people that need to can, or you at least know and can point to the data and the data sets that were used. What tools or approaches will you use to enable the creation of AI and data audit trails without imposing an undue burden on AI implementers. So again, make sure that you're not, we don't want to make people's jobs a lot harder, make it impossible for them to do things, but we do want to make sure that we have these audit trails and traceability in place. So as you're looking to build these trustworthy AI systems and continue to keep trust in everybody, you know, internal and external users, make sure that you're asking and addressing these questions.
So the second part has to do with appealing and contesting when an AI system has made a decision, especially if it's an important one that's say made a recommendation or about a loan or, you know, denying you something or, you know, not hiring you for a job. You know, there's so many ways in which these AI systems can have an impact on your life. And if you have no disclosure, no consent, no ability to contest or appeal, you kind of feel a little hopeless and uh, that's not a good place uh, to be. So when an AI system really significantly impacts anybody, a person, a community, a group, the environment, there should be some process that allows people to challenge the use or the output. That may not necessarily change the outcome, but if there's no process at all, then you're simply just saying, well, just trust me. Again, a lot of this comes down to trust. Trust is very much an emotional, psychological thing. If you go, well, I'm making the decision. It's an automated system. You can't consent. You can't, I'm, I'm not, maybe not even going to tell you how it's going to be used. And if the decision is bad, tough luck. The people are like, well, uh, I don't like that. You know, that's, that's not very trustworthy. Or if you say, look, uh, here's the AI system. I'm going to disclose it to you. Yes, you can opt out, but there's the opposite of the other systems. Not so great. If you do use the AI system and it doesn't have a decision you like, here's the process by which you can contest it. And the decision may not come out in your favor either way, but what do you think? Which system is easier to trust? <laughs> Again, the blind trust or the open trust? So we need to provide a way to contest anything, especially algorithmic decisions. And you may not have any choice on this. You can see here in the news that the right to contest automated AI decisions is, is under review in the United Kingdom for as part of their data protection regulation. And we're starting to see this increasingly. The human review of AI decisions needs legal protection. They may need to be a legal right to contest that. So we're going to start to see this more often. You may not have the freedom of say, trust me, I'm good. And no, you can't contest it. So you need to really figure out how are you going to enable this in your system? And you need to provide a way to do all this sort of with or without, even if you don't allow people to uh, consent, you still may want to have an appeals process or, or, or at least disclose how you do that. You would say, yeah, I don't provide any alternative to the AI system, but I will provide a way to appeal and contest the results. That gives people better trust. So it's both in the scenarios where an individual has provided consent for their processing of the information, as well as those when an exception to consent was used. So you could say, look, I'm not going to consent, but I'm going to still provide this. So under what circumstances will you allow people to contest or appeal the decisions that are made by your AI systems? And what processes and procedures will you put into place to allow people to do an appeal or contest the decisions? And how will you document the appeals and the protests that you get uh, and, and how, and the decisions that are made and how will those decisions be made? So again, these are AI systems. They're doing important things. And if we want to trust them, we need to provide these greater levels of control and process. And that's here at the AI governance layer. So we also want to put controls in place to get ahead of problems, right? Because at the end of the day, this is all about building trustworthy systems. So we want to have AI system controls where we ensure that the required processes are being followed in development deployment and management of AI systems. So have your required processes, make sure that everybody's understanding them and that they are being followed. Also, the establishment of a periodic review process for all AI systems for continued compliance on all aspects of the framework. Again, this really should be something that you are revisiting regularly. We always say this, but it's true. It's not a set it and forget it thing. You don't just do it once and then never look to it again. This really, there should be periodic reviews 
you set what that periodic review is. It could be monthly, it could be quarterly, it could be yearly, but look about, look into all of this and make sure that you have continued compliance with all aspects of the framework, especially if your framework is changing. Make sure that your processes are. Ensure that tools used for auditing, logging, monitoring, security, reliability, safety, abuse detection, bias mitigation, and other acts aspects are actually functioning. So check these systems, make sure that they're functioning the way that they were supposed to and that they are working and being used. And then have controls for iterations, versioning, and changes made to the AI system. So you may, you know, you'll have iterations, you'll have different versions, your AI systems will constantly be evolving. So just have controls in place to make sure that you understand what's happening there. And then we have data controls as well. You want to put in place data governance mechanisms, safeguarding data privacy and security controls, as well as making sure that unneeded data is not being stored or improperly used. So we talk about the volume of data that you're going to have in your organization. Make sure that you really have you know, data governance mechanisms in place so that you are not using unnecessary data. If you need to anonymize that data or you need to destroy that data, you need to archive that data, make sure that you have all these data controls in place. And questions you want to be addressing are, you know, what processes will you put in place to ensure the continued compliance with established practices of the framework and your data systems? Because it's one thing to have these processes, but it's another thing to actually make sure that you're continuing to comply with them. So how will you address that? And how will you make sure that the burden of compliance isn't so great that people will be motivated to skip it or work around those controls. You want to make sure that you are not setting the bar so high or doing things that are so impossible or will really negatively impact people's work. It's going to add so much extra time that they're just not going to do it because then, I mean, you know, everything that you've done might as well not have been done because people are just going to find ways to work around that system. So make sure that that burden isn't high, um, that people are going to do it. Think about, you know, you can have automation come in different areas, but make sure that you are addressing these questions. And I think one of the other aspects of governance is just let's keep an eye on these AI systems. There's a lot of ways to have uh, automated controls and uh, management systems, I would call ops systems of all these types, DevOps, DevSecOps, and there's even a thing called MLOps, which basically keep an eye on how our machine learning systems are working. And so we should have those in place. We should have organizational standards and processes to ensure that our systems are functioning at acceptable levels. They're not providing really bad responses or falling down escalators or doing whatever the heck they're doing, we should keep an eye on them, right? We shouldn't wait for the viral video to come out. You know, uh, we should also, you know, conduct these assessments in the live environment to make sure that the deployments are actually happening, that they're working in a reliable, repeatable way, that they're not failing and they're causing problems that some new version of some loan decision system all of a sudden is canceling a whole bunch of loans and denying people stuff. That's not so great, Right. And also we have the same sort of way we need to keep an eye on the data. We need to keep make sure that the data is at the good level of quality. If all of a sudden the data quality is getting worse and we're training our data systems on them, 
That's not so great. There is a thing called data drift. There is a thing called model drift, where over time, the data starts shifting. It starts because populations change and usage patterns change, especially during COVID, right? We can't just assume that the data from yesterday, that pattern will match tomorrow. Things do change. And if we're not keeping an eye on that data, then our systems will start behaving differently. Imagine if we had fully automated AI systems that made decisions about purchasing and procurement, and we let them just set them and forget them during the COVID years. Can you imagine all the bad things that happened? The answer is yes, because that's actually what happened. That's why we had a shortage of baby formula, of lumber, of all sorts of crazy things, because our supply chain systems were sort of let go, not realizing that the world had changed. And you know the world is changing because the data is changing. Same thing with model drift, that over time models just start performing poorly. So we need to have this ongoing system monitoring. We need to have ways of keeping an eye on these things. And we need to monitor the outcome of the AI systems, the inputs to those systems, to make sure that they're constantly delivering the right results, both at the high level to what the objectives are, as well as the lower level, to make sure they're functioning properly, to make sure there's no unintentional outcome comes to verify that we're complying with the laws, that no one's using, misusing, or abusing our systems, right? Um, Just keep that uh, going. So what are you going to do? What is your approach? What are your processes, approaches, and tools that you will use to constantly test and manage and monitor your AI systems? How are we going to constantly test our systems and validate the data that, so it's make sure they're continuously valid. What processes, approaches, and tools are we going to put into place to continuously monitor and manage these AI systems and the underlying data to see if they're drifting in any sort of negative way? You have to have answers to these because without these, guess what? Your systems won't be trustworthy. And this is all about trust. So yeah, we hope you really enjoyed that little clip, that excerpt from our training and certification on uh, trustworthy AI and part of our CPMEI Plus E certification. And uh, again, you know, there's a lot of things that we can do to make our systems more trustworthy. Just simply building our AI systems and putting them out there and just iterating them and hoping for good stuff is not a great way of engendering trust and avoiding liability and many of the problems that we have when we build untrustworthy AI systems. So we hope you've enjoyed it. Now we're going to put some more details in the show notes. So you can take a look at our AI Today site at AIToday.live and you can look for this episode and look in the show notes and see more details. Of course, as mentioned, if you're interested in getting trained and certified in CPMAI methodology with the Plus E enhancement, I encourage you to go to our website, go to Cognolytica, C-O-G-N-I-L-Y-T-I-C-A.com slash CPMAI and you'll find out some more there. We have a free intro to CPMAI course. We also have a free intro to Trustworthy AI course as well, which will help support some of the details here. It's a free two-hour course. They're both, I think, two-hour courses. So just go to aitoday.live slash CPMAI for that one or aitoday.live slash trustworthy or cognolitica.com slash trustworthy. Uh, Again, we'll link to those things in the show notes. And then you can take a look and listen to some of our free courses and, of course, dive deeper with us if you're interested in making this stuff and putting it to work. So please do uh, subscribe to us on your favorite uh, podcast listener, whether it's Google, Spotify, Amazon, Apple, whatever. (laughs) We're on all of those. Uh, please do subscribe, listen to us, and give us your feedback. We love hearing from you on the various things you enjoy in our AI Today podcast. Like this episode and want to hear more? With hundreds of episodes and over 3 million downloads, check out more AI Today podcasts at AIToday.live. Make sure to subscribe to AI Today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Amazon, or your favorite podcast platform. 
Want to dive deeper and get resources to drive your AI efforts further? We've put together a carefully curated collection of resources and tools handcrafted for you, our listeners, to expand your knowledge, dive deeper into the world of AI, and provide you with the essential resources you need. Check it out at aitoday.live slash list. This sound recording and its contents are copyright by Cognolytica. All rights reserved. Music by Matsu Gravas. As always, thanks for listening to AI Today, and we'll catch you at the next podcast.